0: Welcome to the Two Journeys Podcast. This is part two of episode 39 in the book of John, entitled The Sentence, where we conclude our discussion of John chapter 19, verses 1 through 16. I'm Wes Treadway, and I'm here with Pastor Andy Davis. Andy, what are we going to see in these verses today?
1: So what we're going to look at today, we're right in the middle of Jesus' trial before Pontius Pilate. So in in some ways, the chapter division is completely unhelpful here. We're right in the middle, even of, of him going out and say, saying, shall I release to you a prisoner? And so we're right in the middle of that. Thought. So we can just slide out the chapter division. <laughs> we're going to talk about Jesus' trial before Pilate. And what we're gonna see, as John always wants us to see, we're gonna see the deity of Christ. But also, this is a very important historical document. This is the official record of the trial of Jesus before the Roman Empire, before Mm. Rome, with Pilate as the representative. How was it that an innocent man was condemned to death? And that he was innocent is important. Jesus' sinless substitute, he, Pilate says three times, I find no fault in him. He'd done nothing wrong, and yet he was condemned to die. Why? Now that's what we're gonna get into, how God sovereignly orchestrated the death of Jesus as an innocent man before Rome and before the Jews, Mm. Uh, as a substitute for us, the sinful world. And also I think we're going to see with Pilate kind of representing us, a man who has to make a decision about Jesus. What will I do with Jesus? In the end, John brings us all to that point where we have to decide what to do with Jesus.
0: Yeah. For our listeners, I'm gonna go ahead and read John chapter 19, verses one through 16. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law and according to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, "'Where are you from?' But Jesus gave him no answer. Mm. So Pilate said to him, "'You will not speak to me? "'Do you not know that I have authority to release you "'and authority to crucify you?' Jesus answered him, "'You would have no authority "'over me at all unless it had been given you from above.' Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the stone pavement and in Aramaic, Gabatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, behold your king, They cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So picking up where we left off, Do you think that verse seven might help us uh, to answer false religions, like Islam and Jehovah's Witnesses? Some of those say that Jesus never claimed deity and that this idea only crept in later. How might this help us answer those claims?
1: Well, first of all, they don't believe the gospels are inspired. They don't believe this account. So liberals don't believe it. So they're like, he never really made that claim. It crept in later. It's the demythologizing effort of liberalism, Mm -hmm. Rudolf Bultmann and others. He never claimed, he, he was a good moral teacher. But the deity thing came in later. So um, I think fundamentally, let's just cut to the chase. None of us will ever be, none none of us will ever savingly believe in Jesus apart from the words of scripture. We're gonna believe in in the Bible and its testimony of Jesus or we will not. Mm-hmm. And so Muslims do not believe it. Um, Jews, unbelieving Jews that don't believe in Jesus and Messiah, they don't believe the scripture's testimony. Mm-hmm. They don't, it all comes down to the scripture. Yeah. So fundamentally, that's how we answer. We, we have to defend the scripture as it testifies to Jesus. If they don't believe the scripture, they will not believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm.
0: So then let's talk now about Pilate's response. In verses eight and nine, We've talked a little bit about why Pilate was so afraid. What does his next question to Jesus, where are you from show about the nature of his fear?
1: Pilate is in, I don't have any pity for him ultimately or whatever, but Pilate is absolutely crushed by two walls. You can picture two walls moving in to crush him. Hmm. One is the, the rabid Jews that are fanatically committed to killing him. There's no doubt about it. They want him dead, all right? And he knows that if he doesn't give in to what they want, they'll go to Caesar, we'll get to that in a minute, they'll go to Caesar and he'll lose, probably not only his job, but probably an assassin will hunt him down from Caesar and kill him They'll just shut this guy down. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't get bumped from a position like this and end up living. Yeah. They, it probably they'll just give you a dagger and you're expected to do it yourself. And if you do, your family will be taken care of. Yeah. So he's gonna die. Yeah. If he doesn't do what the Jews want, he will die, mm. all right? Conversely, I really think he believed that Jesus was an incarnation. I really think he was, he believed he was divine. He'd heard about the miracles probably, as we said last time, I'll say it again, in Matthew's gospel, his wife had sent him a message during the trial, have mm-hmm. nothing to do with that innocent man, for I've suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. So that's just, just the heat under Pilate is intense here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he has to basically decide between his life and his soul and you know he's just pressed in, and in the end he's just going to become very materialistic. He's going to just say, "I'm going to do what I have to do to save my life," yeah. and just whatever this god figure does, I just I'm going to just have to deal with that because right now he looks pretty weak, you know, yeah. and all that. So I just have to deal with it. But he is deeply afraid, and I'll tell you this: I've never seen a depiction of of Pilate afraid in any movie, not in mm. Jesus of Nazareth, which is usually very good. Franco Zeffirelli's film, mm-hmm. no, no, they don't tend to show Pilate terrified, but Pilate at this moment is afraid. He hears from the Jews, we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. When Pilate heard this, mm. he was even more afraid. So what does that tell you was before? Afraid. Yeah. He's, he's just so- soaked in fear right now. Yeah. How could he be? He's the most powerful man in that region of the world. Mm-hmm. and he's terrified. Yeah. It's quite remarkable. So he goes into Jesus yeah. and says, where do you come from? He's not asking, what's his home mailing address? He's asking, are you divine? Yeah.
0: Well, and this is so helpful for us as we read this passage because I think otherwise, you read it and you're thinking, come on, Pilate, you have this man's life. Even the way that he, he talks, right? It's like, you have this man's life in yeah. your hands. Why would you be afraid? But understanding this yeah. background, even thinking about the flogging at the beginning, perhaps he was so afraid that he wanted to, Test the waters and see—is this yeah. something that I can risk and save my neck with yeah. Caesar?
1: And he's probably assuming a god would not allow, allow himself to be flogged here, but he's still wondering. And I have to wonder. Hmm. Let's imagine that when we get to heaven, Constantine will be there as a brother in Christ. All right, there's lots of evidence that he was genuinely converted, messed up doctrinally, but you know, converted. <laughs> can you imagine him as a as an emperor of Rome reading this account? Hmm having himself had dreams about Jesus and saying, I get it. Mm. He was convicted in a Roman court, but I see why now, I understand. So you can imagine this actual chapter mm. having converting power on a man like Constantine.
0: Wow, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> now, how do you think Jesus' silence at this point hit Pilate, given his, his level? increased his terror. Yeah, just. <laughs> Hello, but
1: but he's about to tip over to say, okay, you know, and so his human pride kicks in. So Jesus gives him no answer. As I, I really believe that there is a moment that comes in space and time, just having to do with our 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 will. Some people call it free will, where that was your chance, hmm. and from then on, it's just active hardening that goes on. And so Pilate had his chance when Jesus said, "Everyone on the side of truth listens to me." So Pilate, would you just listen to me? But he doesn't, and then he just flogs him, does all this other stuff. And now Jesus doesn't have anything to say to him. Hmm. There's nothing more. We're done, I'm done talking. Um, He does say one more thing to him. But at any rate, I think he, it must have increased his, but it also increased his rage. Because he then says, do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I
0: am, (laughs) Jesus? Don't you know who I am?
1: Uh, The real question would be the other way around. Mm. Don't you know who I am? Someday these these roles are going to be reversed. Mm-hmm. You're gonna stand before me and I'm going to judge you. But anyway, he, he becomes enraged. Do you f- refuse to speak to me? Don't you realize I have the power either to free you or to crucify you? I remember John MacArthur said, and the courage to do neither. <laughs>
0: The freedom, but not the courage. I don't know what I to do. able, but incapable. I don't, I don't
1: know what to do. I have power to
0: do either one, yeah. but I have no courage yeah. to make the decision. Yeah, And this is a question that Jesus does answer. In verse 11, what does Jesus' answer in verse 11 show us about human government and about yeah. Christ?
1: Well, it's Romans 13. Mm-hmm. There is no authority that exists except what has been established by God. If there's legitimate authority on earth, it's been given by God. God does give created beings power. But all of those created beings should understand that's archangels, good or evil. Satan is an archangel. God upholds Mm -hmm. authority. That's what Jude talks about, about arrogant people who deny authority. No, no, God actually even upholds demonic authority. He's gonna judge them for what they did with it, but he upholds it. So Mm -hmm. there is authority. However, it's very important for all authority figures to know, especially human authority figures, their power has come down from God. God is the, is the true ruler of all authority. You would have no power over me if it were not given you by my heavenly father. Mm. And then he says, therefore, the one who handed you over to me is guilty of the greater sin. This is not an easy connection to make. Yeah. This is one of the harder statements of Jesus. I think that the commentators that say that the one who handed me over to you is Annas or Annas slash Caiaphas, because they're basically the same guy. Um, they should have known better. So the greater sin, the hierarchy of sin always is based on knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the greater your sin. You, Pilate, have less knowledge, therefore you have less sin. But those that had greater knowledge had greater sin. Uh, At any rate, this is my understanding of verse 11.
0: Yeah. Now we've talked a lot about uh, the relationship of Pilate and the Jews, Mm -hmm. Pilate and Caesar, Mm -hmm. all of this. And I think that this really follows on the heels of what we just discussed, but then kind of comes to a head in verse 12. At this point, Pilate's so afraid and rattled from Mm -hmm. all that's just happened that he really just wants to be done with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what stops him from setting Jesus free? And how did the Jews mention of being a friend of Caesar affect Pilate's decision here? Well,
1: verse 12 tells us every fiber of his being in terms of who is Jesus, is innocent man and probably divine. Hmm. That's everything we're getting in terms of the case itself, yep. the actual man being tried, yep. definitely innocent and probably divine. So he is trying to set Jesus free. Even despite the peak, the raid. do you refuse to speak to me? Look at Jesus' answer. Is that going to make him less afraid of Jesus? No, more. You would have no power over me if it were not given you from above above, like heaven, the celestial region? Yeah. So he thinks he's divine. Mm. And the answer is just, he's just not behaving like any man he's ever tried in his life. He's showing no fear. He's in pain, but he's not, he's just different than anybody I've ever dealt with. This is is something I just, everything inside me wants to set him free. But the Jews have the final trump card. They have Mm. the hammer blow. If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone, who claims to be a king makes himself an enemy of caesar Hmm. and so in other words it's a not even veiled threat we'll go tell caesar we'll tell him yeah and you will be done here so and then again you look at if you go through the account every time when pilate heard this
0: Hmm.
1: or then pilate went back out then pilate went into jesus and asked him having heard that then he went back out he's he is a puppet. He is moved. He's yeah. he's bouncing like a ping pong ball. Now it's mm-hmm. like, now what am I gonna do? So he goes out, and he says, "All right, it's we're done." Yeah. So he brings Jesus out, and and, and the try and the sentence comes down.
0: Yeah. Well, it's amazing, even the the Jews' unbelief mm-hmm. that Jesus is who he claimed to be, mm-hmm. in that they are willing to pit Jesus against Caesar in mm-hmm. Pilate's mind, saying, "Look, don't worry about him. He's not who he claimed to be." Yeah he's not divine don't you should worry more about caesar so even the jews seem to play right into yeah. this idea that caesar is the most powerful one that they know yeah. with jesus standing right there it's just amazing it is yeah. it is now at the final judgment scene mm-hmm. pilate tries one final time to free jesus he proclaims behold your king and that doesn't go well how do the jews react here. He's
1: mocking them and he's going to mock them again when he puts the sign over over Jesus' head. Uh, this is Jesus, King of the Jews. Mm. He is really mocking them here, but he's not feeling mocked. I mean, he's absolutely like a, 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 a trapped animal. Hmm. But he says, behold your king, or look at your king. This is your king. Um, and they absolutely, and it's just amazing. The Jews saying we have no king but Caesar, what about the Davidic line? What about
0: yeah. all that? What about the zealots? How would that, that play with the zealots? Yeah, what about the very freedom that you yeah. were hoping Messiah would bring? And
1: yeah, they—they're like, no, no, no. And they and they, I, it's interesting. The people are saying that we have no king but Caesar, and um, you know, shall I crucify your king? And uh, we have no king but Caesar. And so the final uh, judgment comes down, uh, Pilate. Uh, in the end, you know, you think about the parable of the two sons. You know, the first son, the second son. Which of them did what the father wanted? You know, The only purpose of that parable of the two sons is, in the end, what did you do? And so, Pilate, all this back and forth, all this debate, in the end, what did you do? You Mm. condemned an innocent man to die on the cross. That's what you did. And that's what he is. Now he tries to wash his hands, he tries to evade responsibility, but responsibility says, yeah.
0: So, with with Pilate's final decision in our minds, what can you imagine Pilate will feel on Judgment Day? when he sees Jesus sitting on his great white throne to judge the nations? Terror, i
1: hmm. sure terror. Um, I don't understand the time aspect of when the judgment happens. I believe that, that wicked people, when they die, immediately go into some form of torment, but it seems that there is one judgment day yet to come hmm. in which all the nations are gather, gathered before him, and he separates the people, all of them, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And he'll say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And the, the trappings of power and glory mm. that will surround Jesus' throne, it says when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. Mm. That's what it's gonna look like, yeah. terror. And so for us, that would be us too, if it weren't for the f- fact that Jesus did this for us. He wore the crown for us. He was nailed for us. He shed his blood for us. We would deserve to hear, depart from me, you who are cursed. Mm-hmm. Cursed, but he became a curse for us. Yeah. Thank God for Jesus' death. Yes. So this, this is an incredible account here. Yes.
0: Andy, any final thoughts on these first 16 verses as we reflect and uh, anticipate, mm-hmm. Lord willing, next time discussing the crucifixion, the very event that sure. you spoke of?
1: <clears throat> I, I think just Seeing the sovereignty of God and handing Jesus over to death, how he manipulated both the Jews mm. and Jesus, and yet they are responsible as Jesus said, the one who handed you over, handed me over to you is guilty of the greater sin. Annas and Caiaphas sinned, the Jewish crowd sinned, and Pilate sinned, they're held accountable, but the ultimate plan was God's, mm. and that's amazing. God orchestrated this for our salvation.
0: Amen. This has been part two of episode 39 in the book of John. We invite you to join us next time for episode 40, entitled, The Crucifixion, where we'll discuss John chapter 19, verses 16 through 27. Thank you for listening to the Two Journeys podcast, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource from twojourneys.org. Feel free to use and share this content to spread the knowledge of God and build His kingdom.